listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hello and welcome to My Pet Podcast. I'm Beck, and I'm joined by Dr. Glenn. Hello. In this episode of My Pet Podcast, uh, we're going to have a bit of a chat about our aging pets and I guess more specifically how to know if your pet is just aging or just getting old or if there is something else going on Um, because there are a few things that um, ailments and diseases that are more common as a pet does get um, hit those senior years of life. Uh, Some of them though we can actually do a lot of things for and help um, well we can prevent them some of them we can even cure or treat I guess. Um, So they're just there are some things that are definitely going to happen as they get older. Yep. Some things are things that happen more commonly in old age and we can do something about some of those. Yep. So that's what we're going to head into discussion about today. Sounds good. So first off, I just have to mention that this is just general information and it may or may not be suited to you and your pet. And if you have any questions about your pet's health you should uh, or concerns, you should contact your vet. So, Glenn, let's start with, um, let's start with first off, how old is a dog or a cat – when they're old, <laughs> what age are they? Um, there is, I mean, the general rule of dogs, seven years to every so hu- human year sort of thing. And they that, age and a lot faster than us they humans. They age a lot faster than us. <laughs> um, and cats are a little bit longer, so it's probably more like um, one to six or thereabouts yep. for, for cats. So look, an old cat, um, you see the odd one at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Yours um, was 22. Yeah, it's getting pretty <laughs> old. Um, but, you know, if they they should get a letter from the Queen about 16, 17 probably. Right, that's yeah. sort of the age. And it gets a bit rubbery at the other end because, like, some of them just get really, really old. And, and yep. like, you see the odd cat that's 28 or 30 or something, and that's the same as a 160-year-old person. So, yeah, and same, same in dogs. It gets, gets a bit rubbery at the end. I've seen quite a few cats at 22, 23, 24, wow. um, and, and they thin out pretty well after that. But, look, mm. yeah, some of them, unfortunately, they wear out when they're, you know, 13, 14. So there's, there's a fair variation there, but definitely, you know, 16, 17 for a cat? is about the centurion mark for cats. So... Um, what age do we then consider them, I guess, pensioners? Yeah, yeah I, I sort of say senior citizens, eight to nine um, yep. in the cat world, realistically. Uh, in the dog world, um, basically the bigger you are, the, fair, the faster you wear out, mm. unfortunately. So the large breed dogs, you know, Danes and Big Mastiffs and, yep. and St. Bernards, I mean, they're six or seven and they're getting very elderly. Yeah, yeah so. They don't often know, live past 10, do they, those oh, big boys? Not very often at all. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, often it's that six, seven, eight mm. um, for those big dogs. And it really depends on how big they are, like that, you know, 70 kilo plus mm. dog. If they make it older than seven years, you, you doing fairly yeah. well sometimes um you know smaller dogs you know medium-sized dogs your cattle dog um size dog and you know more like that 14 years or thereabouts mm-hmm. potentially um as their sort of centurion mark um and again more like that 16 17 mark for the, the little dogs like your little jack russells and and um and chihuahuas and that sort of thing so that's sort of their life spent life Span life, yeah, like lifespan. If there's no major health issues, you yes. catch up with them. You know, they're just the aging process, degeneration, everything else okay. catches up the same as it does with people. But again, there's plenty of people wear out when they're you know forty or mm. fifty or sixty, and, and some make it through happily through to their eighties and nineties and hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess every every single one of them is going to be different. Yeah, they're all different, yep. but there's you know general trends uh, uh-huh. within that. I mean, and there's general signs of you know non-specific aging, and then there's some of these conditions that we see more commonly in aging yep. pets um, that 
that are specific diseases that we can you know diagnose and, and then do something mm-hmm. about and that that becomes the most important you know differentiation because I see pets um, unfortunately that come in that you know have had a disease process going on for a while and people have interpreted it as you know oh they're just getting old um, yes. when you know I could have done something about it you know a couple days. months ago or a couple yeah. of years ago um, and, and change the outcome potentially mm-hmm. so that's the most important bit because yeah aging you know true aging you can't do anything about mm. you know, all you yep. have got control over realistically once you've you know got your pet you know genetically they are who they are you can't influence yes. it much past that other than diet and exercise um and uh, diet is just keeping them not fat and not skinny yeah. um and probably preferably a little bit on the skinny side um rather than the fat side because things just wear out faster um and, that, and they're really important that's really absolutely. important it's the I best mean, thing you can do for it, your pet it's the most you know the the most changeable variable that you've got yes. control over that, that dictates the outcome of your pet and i know it's hard because i've always had uh, my dogs are slightly on the porky oh look it's, it's 80 percent <laughs> of my patients i think have probably um have got yeah, you know, there are some overweight troubles, yeah. and that's you know the vast majority realistically. But and it sounds harsh, and and um, I'm happy to stick my hand up as a vet that gets yeah. the blame for but saying it harsh does. things of you know you, the weight that your pet's at might be shortening its happy lifespan yeah. at the end of the day, and, and I'm there for the yeah being the advocate for the pet. <laughs> and um, I mean, if you put food in front of them, they're going to eat it probably. Um, yep, and it depends on you know the quantity and the the quality, um, the quality and or the you know energy concentration mm-hmm. of the food certainly. But but that's the main thing that you can control that's going to have a, a different outcome for your pet realistically. Yeah. And um, exercise goes hand in hand with that too, doesn't it? Absolutely. If you don't use it, you lose it. Yep. Um, and there's plenty of joints in the body that haven't got, um, you know, they've got lots of muscular support, the mm-hmm. hip joint in particular and, and the stifle to a lesser extent and, and certainly the shoulder joints mm-hmm. um, and also the suspension apparatus like the back. I mean, the more musculature mm. you've got around um, everything, the more support it is. And, and if you don't, you know, do any exercise, um, that you your dog's yep. going to lose that um, that muscle mass that's very important for supporting that. So again, it's you know not uh, at the extreme ends. You know you don't um, want them chasing a tennis ball for three hours a day because yes. that's really hard on joints. And yep. there's plenty of dogs that blow cruciates up from mm-hmm. chasing tennis balls. Uh, but definitely uh, going for runs and going for walks and, and keeping um, body, active. bodies active mm-hmm. and keeping brains active. Yeah, yeah that's you, you know, going for a walk and having a good sniff around and that yep. sort of thing. It's um it's uh, good for the soul and it's good for their body as it well. It is. It's yeah. good for mental health as well as the physical health. So yeah, so that's you know that, that's the variables of aging yes. realistically that you've got some influence on. Yeah, yeah that's really it. So yeah. that's as an owner, that's all you can do is like exercise and keep them on a good diet at yep. a good weight. Yep, absolutely. So that's basically all we can do, I guess, to help prevent or slow down the aging process. Yeah, not non-specifically. Yeah. So what are some of these? There's a lot of uh, general ailments that sort of come about as a pet ages. So they get we put it down to oh they're just getting old and there are a few things that just do tend to happen as they get older and yep. there isn't a lot we can do about it like um or things start to wear out don't they yeah they, they can just... and i mean yeah arthritis is a, a big yeah. you know joint ache complaint and that sort of thing and we've um, done a podcast on that you know specifically for arthritis but you know again it's definitely if you've got some aches and pains there's usually you know a specific joint disease that's going on mm-hmm. it's not it's not just getting old yes old dogs are more prone to um, getting arthritis and cats do as well it's just sometimes a little bit less obvious yep. in in the cat world but they definitely get joint degeneration and and again the earlier you start you know preventative treatments and mm-hmm. supplements that can help out um, to get joints working as good as possible 
possible and, and the more comfortable the pet is, the more likely it is to keep moving and, and that you know, helps everything out as well. So, you know, getting older, they're more likely to get arthritis, but arthritis as a you know degenerative condition, there is stuff you can do to, to change the course of that yep. disease and definitely, you know, having a um, your vet on board with, with that management mm-hmm. program because there's certainly some over-the-counter um, supplements mm-hmm. that you can use that um, I think are very effective for helping out with arthritis. Especially but, in those early days. Yeah, especially early on. Um, but also, you know, there's prescription medications, particularly yeah. those Zydax injections or Cartrophin injections, yeah. those sort of things um, that your vet's got to manage um, that can make significant difference, you know, early on in disease as mm-hmm. well. And, and I'm a big advocate of, you know, the earlier you start um, treating those diseases, the, the better off the outcome's going to be yes. long term yep. um, because the, the more uh, joint function you can keep yep. over time, it definitely makes a big difference. It's not really preventing them from getting the disease it's sort of preventing it from getting worse or quicker that's right um, and you know, nothing really can like, prevent disease before there's nothing before <laughs> there's any disease there yeah. um, but a lot of time like once you've got lameness and and you know slow to get up and that sort of thing yeah. like you're already further down the path of, of yeah. degeneration from from happening so uh, you can be on you know supplements and that sort of thing which have got no negative side effects yeah. that if you've got you know the start of joint disease okay you've got those um, nutraceutical You've got those things there to, to help out before the symptoms become more obvious because yes. you don't want them to become obvious because once they're obvious, well, there's already you know a damage reasonable done. amount of well, damage done, but also a reasonable amount of, of discomfort happening yep, for the pet to, to show those symptoms. Yeah. So what are the other? Uh, let's start with cats. What are a few things that we see in cats as diseases? I guess as they get older, more common as they get older, like their eyes. I guess. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. both dogs and cats. Dogs and cats. I mean, cataracts, um, which is cloudiness of the lenses yep. of the eyes. Um, um, which is probably more prominent in dogs to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Um, and that's, you know, a degenerative change you can't do a great deal about. There's a few specific, you know, if they get diabetes, they can get diabetic cataracts, you know, overnight, literally. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, the slow degeneration of um, of the lenses, really it's got genetic factors involved and breed factors mm-hmm. involved and you can't do much about that. And, and most of the time, most pets, it doesn't get to where it's adversely affecting their lifestyles. No, they're just a um, little bit um, cloudy. It's yeah. like looking through a fog. That's right, looking through frosted glass windows yep, is the way right. I describe yep. it. Um, there are, you know, surgical procedures when you get to end stage where if you've got a pet that's, you know, still pretty mobile and, mm-hmm. and likes running around but's running into things, um, yeah. you, know, you can do lens replacements at, at specialist veterinary ophthalmologist mm-hmm. and, and that has really good outcomes. And, yep. and old Bonnie, my old girl, she had, I think, nine years out of her yeah. um, cataract surgery because um, she got cataracts, you know, reasonably early at sort of nine years of age and, yep. and rocked them through till she was 17. <laughs> 17. Um, but, yeah, cataracts are quite common uh, and if it's happening progressively just quite slowly over time there's probably not a great deal you can do about yeah. it if it's cloudiness coming on you know, in a short amount of time particularly if there's discomfort involved and, and eyes like if there's any squinting involved mm-hmm. okay that's pain um, because things like corneal ulcers and, and yes. uh, the cornea is the little clear membrane across the front of the eye if yep. that's going cloudy completely different disease process going on it's yep. not just age related um, and there's you know a specific condition that you could be able to do something about and reverse or, or at least stop it from getting and worse. They can get be very painful. Absolutely, yeah. Yes. And um, it's probably more so like you know dry eye and keratitis, yeah. like degenerative corneal conditions that that are treatable um, to help prevent it getting worse and and they can you know send pets blind faster mm. as well yep. um, and cats certainly get cataracts it seems to be a lesser extent than mm-hmm. dogs they tend to get um, more both kidney related and blood pressure related yep. retinopathies so the the retina the little um, membrane at the back of the eye that actually detects the light that they 
sort of quite commonly get disease of that and, and you'll see these cats with big, you know, wide eyes and, and they become apparently less able to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still light getting in, uh, but the light it just isn't um, having an influence. The, the pupils aren't responding, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So if you see you know, any changes, um, you know, long term or short term in a cat, yeah. um, certainly I would recommend getting to your vet and getting them checked out yep. um, because it can be a, a window into, you know, other ailments that, again, have got some um, some treatments there that we can do mm-hmm. something about. Yeah. Um, cats are definitely known for their kidneys wearing out as they get older, aren't they? Unfortunately, yeah, it's a pretty common um, yeah. problem in cats. Uh, and if nothing else catches up with them a lot of the time, it is, you it's know, kid- kidneys. kidney troubles again um you know preemptive strikes with with just testing for for um urine output how concentrated mm-hmm. the urine are, urine is and also uh sort of routine uh, geriatric blood testing yep. both in, in cats and dogs uh again you can get in early on the symptoms when they're first detectable uh, in the urine or the mm-hmm. blood before they start causing major troubles of muscle loss and all sorts yep. of other troubles so yeah that's a, it's a pretty common one and, and it's just insidious weight loss um yes. becomes the symptom them, but again, there's usually changes going on a fair while before that muscle starts falling off them. Yep. And, you know, older pets, for all a multitude of reasons, you know, they tend to carry less weight, uh, less muscle mm. mass um, than they used to. And that's both because they're doing less exercise and, and their organ systems are potentially, you know, less efficient. Uh, and, and often the time you've got disease processes going mm. on. So, you know, again, people sometimes interpret um, just getting, you know, skinny old cat or a skinny old dog yeah, as, as getting old. Um, there can be specific disease conditions, again, which you can do something about yeah, so. um, that, that can help out there. So, um, another thing that cats get commonly uh, and when they're old, is hyperthyroidism, so yep. a really overactive thyroid gland. And again, looks like a little skinny old cat. Usually they're ravenous and you can't keep them full of food as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's another common ailment that happens more frequently in older age. But it, again, there's definitely, you know, treatment protocols that are, are relatively low put and low input and, and, um, and not that expensive these days for, for hyperthyroidism that can definitely help, you know, make for a longer and happier life, which is what it's all yep. about. Yeah. And I guess. Uh, there's also dental issues is something that comes on a little bit, guess, as they get older, we often can yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, you just, you know, again, it's just accumulated yeah. wear and tear and, and some pets, um, you know, the older they are, the more likely they are to have accumulation mm-hmm. of dental issues, that's for sure. Uh, but it's not just, you know, age-related because I see, you know, 12-year-old dogs that have got really good teeth and three-year-old yep. dogs that have got really crappy teeth. Yeah. Um, and probably the one thing um, that I do see that, you know, you've got an older pet and its teeth are, are not great or, or really, really bad Um and you know, anaesthetic protocols are really, really safe for for, mm-hmm. for pets these days, both cats and dogs. And I think it's underestimated because they they can't tell you at the end of the day how much uh, dental disease is affecting the life of, of some of yep. these pets, like just on a, both a pain basis and also on yeah. like an infection load basis, and how unhealthy it is to have that dental infection. And I've just seen so many pets that you know have got bad dental disease, and and will go through the pros and cons of you know the potential benefits of doing a dentistry and getting rid of all yep. that infection and getting rid of the pain. Um, versus, you know, the, the very small anaesthetic risk that you try yep. and mitigate as much as possible with blood tests and, and safe anaesthetics and that sort of thing. You know, and, you know, I've done dentals on 23-year-old cats and, mm. and 21-year-old dogs and, and, you know, two days later they're running around like lunatics. Um, yeah. Much happier and, and much healthier because you've, you've relieved them of that, that bacterial load there. So, again, yeah. you know, if, if you flip the lip and there's some crappy yep. teeth there, there's a smell that 
is offensive or there's um, something going on in the mouth that you're not sure of, yeah, get your get vet to have a look and and, yep. um, and be guided by them as to, to what the best the best the outcome is because, yeah, you know, crappy teeth long term and, and, you know, if you've got an older pet who's 16, well, you know, there's nothing to say they're not going to be around in three years' time when they're, yes, not, when they're right. 19 and three years with crappy teeth that's it's painful pain. and, and yep. infected is not much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanna, I'm going to sort of put it to you in a little bit of a summary way, Glenn. So say, um, okay, I've got a – well, my dog – let's say my dog, Bo. He's 11 and a half, so he's a Cocker Spaniel medium-sized dog. He's considered senior. Yep. He's starting to slow down. He's getting – it's harder for him to get up in the mornings and stuff. Um, yes, it could be old age, but it could also be related to arthritis, degenerative joint problems, um, things like that. They're all things that we can help – him um, improve or manage, I guess, yep. as he gets old. Potentially, yeah. So it's not only an old age situation. No, that's right, and it, and that's that's where the hard bit comes in, and and um, sometimes it's just you know assessing the whole pet, yep, um, and then focusing on okay, what what's the you know the, the specific thing that's going on, and, and that could be you know multiple specific things sometimes, mm. and okay, you know if you've got arthritic troubles, okay, what can we do about that? Yep. Um, if we've got dental troubles, okay, what can we do about yep. that? Um, if we've got you know crappy skin and lumps and bumps and all that sort of thing, okay, you know do we need to do something about that mm-hmm. or, or do we not? Are they just you know older age? Lumps and bumps, yep. um, which was I think a recent um, yes, pod- podcast on that one, that one. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and that's yeah. re- that's really common in, in older pets as well. But again, it's um, can we can we or do we need to do something that um, helps the pet to live for longer yeah. and happier? It's not about um, quantity only; it's about quality, quality. as well. Uh, but the the main thing is, yeah, I mean, there's lots of stuff that we can do something about, and sometimes it's just you know reaching out to a healthcare professional and, mm. and you know, is there something we can do, or is he um, he or she aging gracefully? Mm. And and um, and there's nothing we can do other than yep. you know supporting them in general. Yeah. So basically, that's it. It's just that we've got. Pets are aging, like obviously they're going to get older as they um, go on, but there are so many of these things that are often just put down to, oh, they're just getting old, but we actually can do so much about them to help them um, get an extra few years out of that. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's just about keeping them, happy. again, as happy as possible for as long yeah. as possible. And, I mean, some things, you know, you can't do anything about off. No. I'm using those four of my pets so far, um, my cats and dogs. They were like 22 and... 17 yeah, year old dog. Another one was only 14 and another yeah, one was 13. So, right. you know, and, you know they've all got the years by date at some stage. And um, that's genetic makeup, isn't it, most yeah, of the time? Yeah, good luck, bad luck, mm, genetics. You know, there's all sorts of variables in there, but, I mean, really it's you can only do something about the things you can do something about. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what, you know, that's the only thing you can focus on realistically because, you know, sometimes Murphy's a bastard and cancer mm, comes along and all sorts of that's stuff. That's right. Um, but the, if you control the variables as best you can um, and help out mm. the um, – problems that you can do something about and that's yeah. um, definitely the best outcome yeah. yeah so we just shouldn't be putting it all down to old age is what we need to no, remember. It's just, you know, <laughs> just you know just look at it from a slightly different angle and and you know it's, it's really you know very uh it's a great outcome when you know someone comes in and and the pets you know has got some pain or some discomfort mm. that that was you know Thinking it was just old age and oh gee, you know, we can we can do something yeah. about this and and um and then they're back to where they were, you know, six years months, <laughs> you know, twelve months, two years ago sort of thing and, and, and then you know, you've got degenerative processes going on that, that they'll possibly get back to the same yeah. spot again in six months or twelve months' time, however long it is. But um yeah, it's all about quality, that's for sure. But and it can happen quite often that a pet comes in and 
um, the owner's thinking, oh, they're really just getting old, their time's running out. And you're like, no, I can do this, 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 and A, B, and C, and they can live another couple of years quite happily, can't they? Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So. And sometimes not, unfortunately, yeah, that's, that's, that's the way it happens. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, all of this is just, okay, is there something we can do something about? Yep. And, 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 and what's the options? And, you know, some of those options um, are palatable to some people and some of them aren't. Um, yep. And that's, you know, just a discussion to have. And, and, you know, I'm not there to decide what's best yep. for the pet, um, you know, without the owner's input sort of thing. I mean, yeah. it's always got to be a, you know, a two-way street and, and a discussion on, okay, this is what our options are and what suits, mm-hmm. what suits best for everyone. Yeah. So I guess that um, kind of opens the door then to the um, what happens when they really are getting to that point. How do we know that they're getting to that point that they're past it? We can't, yeah. as a vet or as an owner, do much more for them. How are we? It, it, it's a hard one. I mean, and, and it's something that happens every week um, yep. in general practice, that's for sure. And and there's no set rules. I mean, um, there's a grey area there sometimes between mm. um, when a pet's, you know, just steadily declining and, and what's um, what's existing and what's, you know, having much fun in life and, yeah. and that's part of it. And, and okay, if they if they stop eating, well, they're not going to last that long. Very long, yeah, um, of course. But, but just eating um, and, and existing isn't um, yep. necessarily a great, um, a great outcome as well because, you see, you know, some pets that, you know, they sort of become little hollow vessels and they just mm. sort of sleep and then get up and, and do what they need to do and then um, go, yep. back, go back to bed sort of thing. And, and if there's, you know, pain or discomfort you know, involved in that, you know, there's definitely becomes uh, a call to make sometimes and nature's a bit cruel in that it doesn't often happen that you uh, go to bed one night with your pet, yeah. um, you know, sleeping happily and, and you wake up in the morning and they're passed away. It's usually the crappy couple of days or crappy couple of weeks um, in between time. I think that's the hardest part about being a pet oh, owner is that, it's, it's, you know, that you're almost, you know, you're making the choice yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, and you are, you know, it's, and it's, you know, it's a, a heavy responsibility that it weighs is. on people's shoulders a lot of the time and, and as, yeah, vets, we're there to, to guide people yeah. in that and, and sometimes there's, you know, there's more than one right answer. Um, yeah. You know, euthanasia is, you know, the right answer, you know, some, some of the time and, and sometimes yeah. it's, you know, okay, we'll try this medication mm-hmm. and, and see what happens and can we get an improvement mm-hmm. out of that and, and not. Um but yeah, there's 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 always you know a discussion, and sometimes they you know the only right option is is euthanasia, mm. and sometimes you know we're in that grey area where um, they're going along okay yeah. um, with you know the medications and that sort of thing that's that's yeah. going on, but sometimes yeah sometimes there isn't another option, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. it's probably something that um, yes, your vet can guide you, but you as the owner, you know your pet the best and you oh, have to, to, to to a large extent and you just got to reconcile it in your own mind and that's you do you know, <laughs> I've, I've been on both sides of the both yeah, sides of the equation yep. um and it's it's always a bugger decision to have to make it um, is that's for sure it's it's never it's, it's never an easy time the hardest part of being a pet owner yeah and you know after the decision's been made and and it's said and done um you know it gets easier day by day and week by week after that but mm. it's still um yeah it's still not an easy decision to come no, by that's not. for sure i think yeah. it's um i think that's something we should Discuss further in another yeah, podcast, it's a, maybe. It's, it's a big topic, but I mean, the main thing is that, you know, sometimes there's, you know, other options way, way before that, basically. Yep. Um, yep. And um, and just, yeah, exploring those avenues mm. um, to the best of your ability um, yep. is probably going to be the best thing for your pet. Yep. Yeah. 
Do you think pets are living longer these days, Glenn? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've we've you know definitely you know, arthritis um, prevention and and even you know it seems that pets are getting more cancer these days than they used to, but they're not dying of you know um, communicable diseases yep. and, and other treatable diseases near as much either. And and look realistically, I mean they're they're um, probably in some ways leading easier lives to a certain extent than, yeah. than dogs. You know, thirty or forty years ago, you know, there's probably most are. pets you know lived outside and stayed outside, and, and they had and, parasites and things to contend yeah, with. Just, there's, there's lots more variables realistically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and I mean yeah, medicine has come a long way, and people's yeah. uh, inclination, indication to to do you know more testing and more procedures mm. to um, to keep them happy and healthier for longer. Well, um, I, it is you know a big part of it. Yeah. I guess that um, pets really have become. Uh, member of the family oh, these absolutely. days compared to probably you know number of years ago they were still very much considered an animal and an outdoor yeah and look and, and you know everyone's different on as to how, mm. how their pets live in, in their family and all that sort of thing but I mean at the end of the day you know if you've got a pet that does live inside and you spend a fair bit of time with there's a pretty high likelihood that you spend a lot more time with your pet than you do with your auntie or your yeah, sometimes, sometimes your mother or your yep. you know, children if they're fly, if fly, 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 <laughs> fly on the coop and that sort of thing. So, yeah, and, and you know, some people poo-poo, uh, you know, you, you treat your pets like your children yeah. um, and – yeah, I mean they they spend a lot of time with us. Yeah, they do. Um, so you know, it's it's a big emotional you know, drain if they disappear from our lives and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, so it's, it's definitely yes, yes, they're a big part of the family because yeah. they are. They're, they're living with you. Well, they are. That's yeah. exactly right. I think yeah. we we as humans have definitely taken them on in a different light over the last yeah. you know fifty years. I guess yeah. they're no longer yeah. just on, on, on the whole. I'm sure there's. I was around 50 years ago, but I'm sure there's people that, you know, <laughs> did have inside yeah. pets and, and, you know, loved them just as much as they did today, do today. Uh, but it's, you know, it's probably a greater percentage, realistically. I think they're, yeah, yeah more, I guess, companion animal, yeah. I guess, in yeah. these days rather Absolutely. than maybe they served more of a purpose back <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, ago. I mean, there's a whole gambit that goes with that. Is, I mean, I'm, I'm sure part of the reason we see a lot more separation anxiety and, and yeah. you know, anxiety conditions is because, um, you know, the pets are with you We've and, caused and, and, it. and they re- pretty much and they, they rely upon you more and you rely upon them. And, you know, yep. and, and, and it's a mutual thing if you, um, yeah, if your dog, um, if you saw your dog three times a week when you fed it um, yeah, and, and you kicked it twice a week, um, it probably doesn't care if you leave for yep. the day to go to work. That's um, true. And it's probably not that excited when you come home either. Yeah. So uh, if the opposite is true and, and they sleep on your lap um, yeah. and get you know, treats and cuddles, treats and cuddles and everything else, I mean, they're, they're more likely to, to, miss, um, you. to miss you. Yes. yes absolutely. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Well, I guess, um, have you got anything else to add about our ageing pets, our senior citizens? No, not, not, not really. I mean, that sort of covers most things. It's really yep. just, yeah, if, if you think there's a potential problem or if you're not really mm-hmm. sure, I mean, I'm a big fan of, you know, um, geriatric checkups realistically. Yeah. I mean, if, if pets are um, getting their annual checkups, you know, every year as they should have, I mean, that probably needs to accelerate a little bit um, in, in older age. I mean, definitely every six months because they, they age a lot. I mean, a pet in 12 months ages you know six or eight years that's um, right in, in human equivalent so you know there's a fair few things that can change in that 12 months of course, so yeah. i would never say you know don't take your pet mm. um who's getting older to your vet every six months just for a quick check and and if there's nothing wrong absolutely fine that's brilliant um, yep. if there is the start of something well that's the time to catch it that's yeah. right that's the um, best way to look at it too is like that because they're aging that you know six seven eight years to hour every year yeah. i mean you think back Six, seven, or eight years ago, your health probably wasn't the same as oh, you know. And, you probably you know, have a different and, spot, or a <laughs> and, and if and if you're a sixty old, sixty year old, you know, human, yeah, um, and you don't go to the doctor for you know, eight years, you're doing um, real well. A, well, you're doing well, <laughs> but you know, are you doing well, or was there something that started happening a couple yeah. of years ago that that we could have you know 
got on top of and mm-hmm. preemptively done something about. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess it just leaves it with if you are asking the question or saying, oh, he's just getting old. Let's not just put it down to old age. Let's just not put them in that little box. Let's um, yeah, get just, them into um, a vet. Just, hopefully they are just getting old, um, mm. but let's make sure that that's all that's going on. And yeah. also, even if they are getting old, we can help make it life more comfortable for yeah, them as well. Absolutely. So I guess that's all we've got to say. Yep. And take care of your senior aging pets because they're really, they're really kind of special as they get old. Absolutely. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.